Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm Ollie Davis. Hey, hey. welcome back, mate. Well, thank you. Yeah, how does it feel to be back on the show? Great. I do like talking about films a lot. I mm. forget how much until... Because like before we start this episode, I'm like, ah, oh, Star Wars. I haven't really thought about Star Wars since the end of the last trilogy. As soon as we got into it, I was like, oh, and they could do this, they could do that, they could do this. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, it, you just start to think of these things yeah. like, oh, and it's fun to talk about. Mm. Um, uh, we got some comments left on last week's episode because we were talking about the possible Avengers 5 Secret Wars plans. And, you know, the, we, we talked about this in an old episode about, like, uh, Jim Shooter said that he'd been contacted to um, have a novelization done. And he said, does that mean you're doing a movie? And they said, can't tell you that. And he said, you basically just did. <laughs> um, and now it looks like that's the sort of direction we're going to be moving into. So we did have a few comments about this. Some people saying I was talking about the wrong Secret Wars, because um, I was talking about the original one. And there are some people who think that they're just referring to the 2015 mm. Secret Wars instead. In the comics. Yes. So some discrepancies over there. I think most people are wrong, including well, but this guy, Mark Sammer, said <laughs> Luke Owen is speaking facts. So, you know, nice to see. Um, yes, they're talking about the it's originally a toy line. What, Secret Wars? So the idea of Secret Wars was Mattel wanted to do a toy line of Marvel characters, but they were like, but how will they all come together? Ah. And so Marvel were like, well, what if we did an event comic where they all came together? And so I'm like, that's it. And then that sparked like their yearly events series that they, they still do to this day. Was that pre or post DC's Infinite Crisis? Might have been. Or Crisis on Infinite. Cri yeah. Well, that's what someone else said, actually. It's like, this does feel like this is like doing their own version of Crisis on Infinite Earths. But it was Crisis. Because D DC, who was that? L Len Wein did that, I think? He did that to sort out the continuity. 85, so it was the year after. <gasps> what, Infinite was? Yeah. Ah, what do you think? Uh, Secret Wars was 84. Mm. So, yeah. So, so, so tell me, like, they did it to fix timelines. Yeah, because they just got to the point where they had so many different versions of characters. So they're like, well, we're going to kill this one. They, you know, famously got rid of Barry Allen Flash. Uh, Supergirl, I think, died. What was the one you lent me? Oh, Identity Crisis. Yes. That's, good, yeah, that, that's yeah. good, that one. That's amazing. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, uh, Jamie has got a comment here because we had an interview last week with Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. who just said, I don't know how I expected Wong to sound in real life, because he's from Manchester. Yeah. And I, I don't think many people were expecting that. I did an interview with him years and years and years ago, and somehow I was just put, me, just me and him in a room, for, and it was for doc, the first Doctor Strange movie, for 15 minutes, and I thought, boom. Because there's that scene in Doctor Strange where he's listening to Beyonce. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to say to him, play a little game, can you identify the Beyonce song by these lyrics. Fun and game. Would you be able to read the lyrics out? Because that would be fun. Good content. Good content. It's gonna hashtag, go viral. Hashtag content. He took one look and he said, oh, I don't know any Beyonce songs. <laughs> and I said, Oh, do you wanna do you wanna try and guess based on the lyrics? And he went, No. No. Not in a not in an impolite way. No. He's just a he's just an actual human to. being. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, doesn't want to partake in that tomfoolery. Uh, Dragon. That's a long 15 minutes. <laughs> 
Dragonier says, you know, the MCU has done such a good job on most of the titles. I do trust them. If they make secret wars, that's fine. It was a shock to me when I saw Iron Man. It was the they pulled it off moments. I'm thankful because I remember the old days of the Incredible Hulk uh, and the hell that was all of the Hulk uh, <coughs> movies and all of the Fantastic Fours and Ghost Rider movies as well. Love Tim Story's Fantastic Four. You and I are defenders of Tim Story's <laughs> Fantastic Four. I will actually go to bat as well for uh, Daredevil, particularly that director's cut mm. that's actually half decent. You love Catwoman, famously. Well, you said that's the best of the noughties. I mean, it, that would have been a movies. really good joke. That's a DC one, isn't it? Like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said Ghost Rider, because that one is bad. Yeah. Uh, the, just, go, just to go back to Secret Wars. So the 80s version is... Oh, I can't remember what they're Beyond. called. Oh, I'm thinking of Secret Invasion. Yeah, oh, no, you're, yes, you're thinking of the Skrulls. Yes, which I... To be honest, have no interest in seeing. What? I just don't think it's a interesting story. Oh, they're a scroll. It's a shape shifting thing. I think it's a very. It's it's never a good reveal. I don't think. Well, I mean, I would strongly disagree with that because <laughs> Captain Marvel, I think, has got a great reveal for that. Yeah, but they've done it. They've done that reveal, and they actually flipped the sort of heel face dynamic of the scrolls. I think if you spend a movie wondering who is real and who isn't. Like, that's what worked in the, the, the book. Mm. Like, that, like the, the book that they did a few years back, I say a few years back, it's like 10 years ago at this point, but like, I thought it worked so well because there were so many, they did multiples of those reveals mm. and each one of them got me. Mm. But a whole like 10, 15 movies where that keeps happening? Well, well you know, they're not going to spread it over 10, 15 movies. So is this like the next Avengers movie? This is or is this the saga? And bearing in mind as well, and I should... Clarify, Secret Wars and Secret Invasion are two very different yes. things. Yeah, yeah. Secret War does not have any Skrull involvement. That's just the Beyonder who just brings all of these Marvel characters together as like, let's do a fight, and the winning team gets to go home. And I think that's what I think that's what they'll do, and that's, got, that's how they yeah. will end the multiverse saga of the MCU. We had the Infinity Saga, I think we've now got the multiverse saga, and then we'll just move on to whatever the next thing is, probably in ten years' time. And Deadpool and the actor Hugh Jackman can be in that. That is what we would like to see. Yes. But anyway, we need to get into our main uh, portion of this show, talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Here it is. Let's talk about Star Wars. Welcome back to the podcast, by the way. Thank you very much. Wonderful to have you back on the show. It's good to be here. Um, obviously, Dan's grand and everything, but also smells of it. So it's nice to have you here instead. But it's because he's gone into TikTok. <laughs> he's, he's literally walked into the TikTok. And he'll have a TikTok thing going on. Yes, so we'll have more on that on next week's show and a little bit later on as well. So let's talk Star Wars. Mm. Because Kathleen Kennedy did an, uh, an interview with Vanity Fair recently. Well, Vanity Fair did like a big write-up on Kathleen Kennedy and... She is the head of Lucasfilm, and therefore, a lot of questions about Star Wars. She's the Kevin Feige of Star Wars movie producing. Exactly, yeah. And I would say that the, in I think it's fair to say, aside from the money uh, side of things, the reception to Star Wars since the Disney takeover has been mixed. 
people didn't quite get on with Rise of Skywalker. They loved Rogue One, but didn't really like Solo. And we don't really know sort of like what that means is next for Star Wars movies. They definitely had a plan. It seemed that their plan I was... I do think they did. They did have a plan. <laughs> it just they didn't, did. they didn't stick to it. No, it's I, think like, it's, I think it's just what JJ does. They had a plan the way DC has a plan. <laughs> It's just, it's, just going to get revamped every it's the couple of years. plan for now until a new plan comes along. It's, we'll do this plan, but then we'll probably come back to a version of the MCU. <laughs> so I, I always thought their initial plan from the relaunch was going to be this December, boom, here's a sort of episode, episode seven. Then in the interim years, you'll get the sort of anthology movie which we got with Rogue One, and then... That's what it was called, uh, yeah. a Star Wars story. And Yeah, and those would be the sort of standalone stories elsewhere in the verse, and you'd see out this trilogy, and you'd just, you would own December. That was a big thing a few years ago, where you certain, certain franchises would own the month. So, oh, it's December, it's Christmas time. The tradition for the family is we go to the cinema and we watch the new Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. But then the anthology movies weren't as smooth production-wise as they could have been. Yeah. They were pushed back. They lost that December month. And then, yeah, and other films that were announced were sort of dropped. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. There was a Boba Fett movie that was going yeah. to be done that, that ended up not happening. So, like, But we're now looking at this interview that Kathleen Kennedy's done, where she has said that they're going to move away from doing Star Wars movies as trilogies, which is interesting because people might have uh, misremembered this, but Rian Johnson was going to do a new Star Wars trilogy. Was he? The Game of Thrones guys were going to be doing a new Star Wars trilogy. Oh yeah, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. But uh, according to Kathleen Kennedy, I hesitate to use the words trilogy anymore because Star Wars is much more about persistent storytelling. Mm. And on the subject of Rian Johnson said that Rian has been unbelievably busy with Knives Out and the deals for multiple movies. I love that. Uh, that's such producer talk, producer business talk. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not doing stories. We're persistent storytelling. Persistence. <laughs> we're we're going to get a movie out every year. And I don't care if you don't like it. It's persistent. But the, I think that's quite, that could be quite exciting for the Star Wars franchise moving forward because what Marvel have done is they have blown out this, this whole model of you have a story to tell, make it a trilogy, which Star Wars arguably invented mm. all the way back. I can't think of any franchise defined trilogies before then. Yes. You just get series of films, yes. James Bond films, Godzilla. serial films, Godzilla. Um, but then, you know, Lord of the Rings. Back to the future. Back to the future. Terminator for a bit. Terminator. Keep keep them coming. Um, the Godfather. The Godfather. The Batman Dark Knight Rises trilogy. Yeah. There's so many of them, which it's kind of, it kind of feels outdated now. The, the, the new mold seems to be you make films in a universe all interconnecting and you don't have episodes because that implies one linear strain. You have just these standalone movies. Yeah, I was actually delighted to see that Kathleen Kennedy did not use the word multiverse mm. uh, when talking about this because that's the new favourite buzzword uh, of the moment. Well, is Star Wars a multiverse in the MCU? There, so there was something in... Someone said that it's not a spoiler for Doctor Strange where they said, oh, I think there's a Star Wars thing there. And I was like, that's the last thing that the MCU needs <laughs> is to also be part of the Star Wars universe. Mm. 
The other quote that she had, though, was about um, the other Star Wars movies that we do have upcoming, that we do know of. The first of which is the untitled Star Wars movie from 1917 writer Kirsty Wilson-Kent and Thor Ragnarok's Taika Waititi, and that will hit theatres prior to Paddy Jenkins' Starfighter action-adventure movie Rogue Squadron, which is set to be released in December next year. So, I mean, looking at that lineup, I can't see the Taika Waititi movie coming out before that one does. Well, that's that's two movies next year. But, you, but you, I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying there. You want to what you don't want to do with Star Wars now is just release loads of them. But we haven't had one for a while. Marvel release three to four sort of the, blockbusters a year. But that was off the back of a success and sort of demand for it. I would say there's always. I, I would say at this stage in the Star Wars brand, there's as much interest in more Star Wars movies as there was Phase Two of Marvel. I think personally, for me, if I was uh, Kathleen Kennedy or if I was a head of Disney or anything like that, I would say let's test the waters. We had a bit of a. We've had a mixed reception thus far. Let's release one of these now. See what happens then we can move on to the next one. Granted, that's not the way that producers tend to work. It's just like, what are we going to release next? Mm. What's the next one? Do another one. Funnily enough, it does feel a bit more like a, the recent years of DC approach, which is let's just treat these things as standalone movies, kind of loosely connected. Mm. Uh, and, and you get those really nice, almost auteur takes, like the Batman, like Joker. And they, the, Star Wars tried, Lucasfilm tried the let's have an auteur on every movie and it did not work out for them. That's why they went to Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of those auteurs Safe generally hands. very early in the production Safe process. Safe hands, Ron. But that so was phase one of Marvel. Yeah. You, you didn't want people stamping their unique vision when you're still trying to establish a house style. Yeah, just make the movies we want you to make. Yeah, So, but now we've, we've done those five years of the Star Wars relaunch. Now is the time to bring in like the, the people like Taika Waititi to and give I, it more yeah. of a distinctive feel. And I, I think you might be on something there, particularly because I think Rian Johnson was a guy who tried to put his stamp onto Star Wars with The Last Jedi. I think he was the, he's a director that tried to subvert the Star Wars narrative and try and do something different with it. And what happened was some people really, really liked it and some people really, really hated it. It is either your favourite Star Wars movie or it's your least favourite Star Wars movie. I don't think anyone's ever put it in the middle. So I think it'd be so interesting to see what happens now. Like a Taika Waititi, for mm. example. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is a lightsaber away from being fairly Star Wars <laughs> anyway. So like, I would, I'd be very curious to see what he would do. If you can pick one, you know how we're sometimes like, uh, well, what superhero would you make a movie out of? What, what film would you like to see? What story would you like? Well, that's the thing I think with Star Wars is I, you know, I'm agreeing with what Kathleen Kennedy was saying earlier is like moving away from the Star, moving away from the Skywalker saga. Like, let's not try and focus on that because I think that people are a bit tired of that. We've done that with nine movies. Mm. So let's try and do some other things. But I'm also of the opinion I don't really want to see existing characters being done. Like, I, I didn't, didn't need to see a Han Solo solo movie i'd really liked rogue one because it was characters we mm. don't know you're getting introduced to new characters that's kind of what i would like to see now. like i don't need to see a, a bosk movie i don't need to find out about uh owen on um uh, on tatooine like i just need to I, I would like to see some new characters introduced into this world i agree new characters but for me sort of what marvel started to do 
which is new genres. Like imagine a horror film set within the Star Wars universe. That I like. Or what I, a detective film. Yes. Or what I want. And I like sort of political drama where everyone's voting on economic sanctions and sort of very subtle political war, stage Warcraft. Yeah? Yeah, it's an episode one joke, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>this week's big release it's now in its full release we had a, a limited release last week everything everywhere all at once i still have not seen it even though i've actually had opportunities to go and see it and i haven't quite been able to because of family and, and this that and the other but every person i've spoke to who has seen it has said like oh you should 100 percent go and see this movie we've got two people in the office right now behind the camera who loved it yeah yeah. Exactly. Uh, we've uh, Will said I've got just a thumbs up over there. Uh, Brian, one of our other writers, loved it as well. I said it was one of his favourite films of the year. Dan Layton has seen it and he really loved it as well. It's like I feel like everyone I've spoken to, it's like this and Top Gun Maverick. And the people I've spoken mm. to who've seen Top Gun Maverick are like these are the films of the year. That's so nice to hear. Well, you know, obviously Top Gun Maverick is a very good version of here's something you've seen before. But I feel like with The Northman from uh, last month and Everything Everywhere All at Once, these are like fun, high concept art house movies yeah. that are getting wide theatrical releases. And I love to see that it's getting this big theatrical release mm. as well because you know cinemas tend to be dominated by your big tentpole movies and stuff. And this is a movie that has just gained groundwell of support and it's just, it's groundswell of support, sorry. So I'm really, really pleased. We've also got tickets available for Firestarter, Father Stew, Doctor Strange in 4DX, 3D, ScreenX and IMAX, Downton Abbey, The Lost City and Fantastic Beasts. I said last week, Everything Everywhere All at Once was going to be my pick of the week, but I was trying to save it for this week because it's now in its wider release. So I think I'm just going to have it as my pick of the week again. Uh, but do you have anything different? I... You, Doctor Strange keeps just coming back in my head. Mm -hmm. I've, so seen, I've seen it for I a choose... second time now. Yeah? I've seen it for a second time. And I actually enjoyed it more the second time. Because, like, you know uh -huh. things now, like... I, I just got to go in there and just sort of like, and actually basically go, like, did I really enjoy this movie or was I just sort of like wowed by it? No, I actually did really, really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just the sort of nightmarish Sam Raimi visions that have somehow gotten under my skin and they'll just like flash in my eyes during the day. Ooh. So, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Tickets are on sale now for Top Gun Maverick, available in 4DX, ScreenX, IMAX, and SuperScreen, and VIP, as well as Jurassic World in 4DX, 3D, IMAX, SuperScreen, and VIP. Now, we could talk about Jurassic World now, but do you want to talk about Top Gun Maverick first? Well, I've heard that it's got insanely good reviews. It's like up at the 100% mark on Rotten Tomatoes. The trailers look banging. Mm -hmm. Like, I was surprised how sort of emotional... I got when I saw the trailers in IMAX. And we're actually going to have uh, an interview next week with two of its stars, Joe Kaczynski and Miles Teller, who, a little bit spoiled I love for Miles you. Teller. They are creating little paper airplanes and having a conversation <laughs> who could build the most paper airplanes during the interview. That's good. Uh, did you know, have you heard, of, obviously, in our great country, it's the Jubilee coming up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know, like the coverage of it, some of it's hosted by Alan Titzmarsh. Do you know who else is hosting part of the Jubilee coverage? Richard Madeley. Tom Cruise. What? Yeah, no. Really? <laughs> he's he's hosting like a quarter of the day. <laughs> well, got a movie to promote, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a weird tie-in. And it's like, for the flyovers. It's like, and now here's the trailer for Mission Impossible Seven. <laughs> Right, but here's something that's very, very exciting because you and I, Ollie, we're so young. We're so young. We're so on the cutting edge of technology and social movements and stuff. Cineworld have got a partnership with TikTok. So Cineworld and TikTok and 4DX are coming together. Before each 4DX screening, a trailer will show that asks people to get their phones out and film themselves in 4DX in three different scenarios. The three scenarios are on a catwalk, shipwrecked and thrown underwater, or in an alleyway with ninja cats. We're then gonna ask you to post those videos on TikTok with the hashtag experience4dx. We've got some great movies coming up in 4DX like Jurassic World, Top Gun, Doctor Strange is already out, and uh, the new Thor movie. 4DX, it does suck you into the movie because it's not just the screen, it's the... It's the lights around the screen. It's the noise. It's the little freaking wind blasts that come out your, punches out your chair. Is this going to be my gateway into getting into TikTok? Ninja cats. Meow. And lastly, we have tickets on sale for NT Life's performance of Straight Line Crazy on May 26th and Prima Facey on July 21st. says, I made a prediction that the next big Avengers movie is actually going to have Galactus and the baddies are going to fight against him. A newer version will come into and that's actually going to be your next big bad. The big cloud? Uh, well, I mean, we can only it's, hope. It's the best version of it. <laughs> but do you remember that moment of sitting in the cinema being like, Galactus is coming. Galactus is coming. Uh -huh. I can't wait to see what Galactus is going to be look like on the big screen. Well, as soon as you hear Silver Surfer, you're like, well, of course Galactus is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And you spend the whole film going like, uh -huh. it's coming. Uh -huh. Oh, the fireworks factory, it's on its way. And then it is just that cloud. And like, and like they have, there's a moment when you can sort of see a shape of Galactus. You're like, here it is. And then it's, then it's over. I d but it was a different time. <laughs> people, people that you couldn't just put a giant purple man on screen in those days. But that, You'd be laughed out. But that also didn't work then either. There's the amount of people that pretended they knew who Thanos was when that film ended. No, I, I, meant, I meant Galactus. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Thanos at the end of the event. 2006, putting a guy the size of a planet in a big purple pink hat. Yeah, with the, the horns. You can't do that. <laughs> You'd be, you'd, laughed you'd, be, you'd be laughed out the cinema. Yeah, it's bad enough we've got a stretchy man here. I was just happy enough to see the Silver Surfer on screen. Well, that's quite cool. And I look back on that version of me, and I think you had low expectations that you didn't realise at the time. We were just excited. Yeah. You know, I think I had the same thing with Spider-Man 3. I saw it twice on the same day, just to be like, huh, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but... Hey, I saw Venom, though. Exactly. I saw Venom on the big screen. 
Therefore, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. We get comments like it on the wrestling stuff all the time, like, you guys should just be happy that you're seeing this person wrestle. I'm like, ah, I used to be like you. <laughs> I used to think that was enough. I used to have optimism But now I've got experience yeah. and a benchmark of quality. Well, that's because kids these days have had it too good because they've grown up with the MCU, which is fantastic. I know how good they've got it. And they grew up with the Batman Dark Knight trilogy. They mm -hmm. grew up now with The Batman. Like, they have just had nothing but good comic book movies, whereas you and I had to suffer through... Marvel's Catwoman. The 90s. <laughs> the early 2000s. But that's going to be one of those things now where, like, you know how you keep making your seven <laughs> fight club <laughs> The best way to cover up a mistake is never let it go. <laughs> And every time you do it, though, you find a whole group of new people that don't understand <laughs> the joke you're making. Uh, but anyway, we need to uh, call it a day there. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you in seven days' time. Dan Layton will be back on next week's episode, which I'm sure da Adam Nicholson will be happy about here, where he says, cool haircut, Dan. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.